0: Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve and Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look
1: at Whipple. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 66, the Mary Lemieux episode. Does that number mean anything to you? What? Alan Fanica. Alan Fanica, uh, Lemieux, uh, let's see. Yaziel Puig when the Pirates get him? <laughs> they will someday, right? Who
0: knows? Once they get Machado. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. The mystery team. The mystery Go team. Go mystery team. Woo. Yeah. I, I. We'll talk baseball a little bit, but I really don't think Manny Machado is coming to Pittsburgh. By all means.
0: No. Yeah.
1: No, I, I mean...
0: It's mean, the number sixty-six. I can't think of any other baseball players that even wear that number. So, yeah. you know, it's good to have football and hockey, to, so you can ascribe significance to all those high numbers that only go to like you know minor league squad players. Normally, <laughs> you know, true. It's like, oh, congrats, you're on the forty man, but you're probably never going to come up to the majors. You could be a bullpen guy with number seventy-five. You know, nobody, nobody asks for 75 when little league coaches passing out shirts on the first day. Not at all. So, you well, know, little league
1: numbers, they went from one to like 16 and 16 was always what us fat kids got to wear. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because that's how they went in sizes. Like one was the smallest and 16 was the biggest. I always went for number nine. I was wore number nine. That was my nine. And even if it was a little snug, yeah. I, I made it work because I wanted nine. I
0: had like two and three.
1: I'm not sure my league did
0: it that way, but I was one of the smaller people on the team. So, Well, I mean, you know.
1: I think I had 12. Sometime. I like 12. 12 was a good number. One year I didn't have nine. I had six because there was a senior that had nine, and I was a freshman. So yeah. so you flipped it upside down? Yeah, so I flipped it upside down. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's all that happened there. Hmm. But, yeah, number nine is my number.
0: Turn that Brian St. Pierre into a Bubby Brister. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. I just watched a fucking clip of Bubby Brister the other day. Yeah? It was, uh oh, what game was it that they were showing that he won? The playoff game. I don't know.
0: Ooh, wait
1: um, <laughs> it was on twitter <laughs> was it against the bills
0: i think so yeah i think i was at that game man i think, yeah, I, think so. I, I that's yeah i was at that game they, t- they beat buffalo and then they went on to lose to denver it was in like the late 80s yeah i watched was, it. I, remember cause I watched it in my friend's
1: attic yeah that was oil. one of the, that was the one when denver went on the super bowl and lost yeah you know one of those well, Denver's been to five Super Bowls and lost three. Well, okay, no. Elway has been to five Super Bowls and lost three. Yeah, that Manning that Manning year was... That Manning year, Manning didn't even win that Super Bowl. The yeah. defense did. Yeah, it was Von Miller. <laughs> Pretty much. Not saying that Manning didn't have anything to do with it, but, you know.
0: He had much more of an impact on the other Super Bowl that he went to as a Bronco. Yes. Where they just got the shit kicked out of them by Seattle.
1: Yes. That was... Yeah.
0: That was a, that was a weird year for the Super Bowl. That was
1: well, yeah. I mean, we're kind of at another weird year. Drive driving
0: to the party, and like you hear on the radio that they snap the ball over Manning's head. Yeah, that that's was... like not how you want your Super Bowl to go. No. I I hope everyone listening gets to their destination before the
1: freaking kickoff. Yes, for the game on Sunday. We, yeah, we'll make that happen. Um, speaking of Super Bowl, we are doing our. Second annual live Super Bowl podcast at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview it's Super a Bowl Sunday. Sunday.
0: It's, so don't think you can't watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's you're pre-game. not You're not going to have to, like, miss the game. Yeah, because we're doing this from, like, 10.30 in the morning until noon. I'm pretty sure we're on even before the Puppy Bowl. Yes. So you can watch us then the puppy bowl, then the football game. And then there's the kitty
1: bowl too. The, the, the well, kitten bowl.
0: There's a kitty bowl on one channel and then like the puppy bowl has kitten halftime. Yeah. So if you if you set your DVR right, you can you can flip back and forth. Maybe maybe just have maximum cats if that's your thing. Personally, I have enough cats in my house. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have the kitty bowl all day. You know what day. I mean? Like there's that's why the same reason I don't watch shows about like, you know, a cupboard full of soup cans cuz I already got that. Okay, got that, I got cats, you know, I'm going to watch, I'm going to be on the Bold Sports Podcast.
1: Yes, Uh, and if you can't make it to the studio, which we do have limited space available, it's going to be live. It's going to be like on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah. So, you'll be able to catch us somewhere. Also, this year we are going to have the team from Fury Brewing Company coming out um, to bring some delicious brews. Hang out with us at the studio, talk about some beer, talk about the Super Bowl, talk about some Pittsburgh sports. It's just going to be a fun morning. Get started off with some beers at 10.30 in the morning, and then we'll be on the air from 10.30 to noonish. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. it'll be and then, and then we all disperse to go to where we are going for Super Bowl. I am going to my buddy Nick's house, where we throw this epic Super Bowl party every year. And this year, I was requested to cook a prime rib. Wow. So... Twist your arm, why don't you? Yes. It's like, oh, shucks, you want me to cook a 16-pound prime rib for Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, it's not like they asked, it's not like
0: they asked you to like run an omelet bar. Just, I, yeah, you're, right? You're just putting some meat in the oven. <laughs> no, nah, but there's some other food it. that's going with it. Yeah, okay. There's I mean, other food yeah. that I'm doing with it.
1: But the main course, they want a prime rib this year. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a three-hour cook Yeah, time, you know? So, yeah. I mean, well, the game's not until
0: six thirty. Ish. 6.30, they keep pushing it back like three minutes every year.
1: Yeah, it's like 6.30 is the kickoff time, or 6.33, something stupid like that. Um, you know, of course, we'll have the list of all the prop bets that are available this year. Yeah. Um, those are always fun. And now, you can bet on the prop bets at the casino. Can you? Yeah. Okay. At the sports book. I mean, I I, I didn't
0: know if they were going to have like the props there. Yeah. Okay. Yep, they have it all. I still, I still have a problem with like betting on the national anthem. Yeah, it's so tough. Like, how how do you stop
1: like? Well, that started after Whitney Houston did. Right, but
0: how how do you stop the singer from like throwing or like shaving seconds or like yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what if like bookies like get to Taylor Swift some year and they're like, hey, listen, like, you know, we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna break your legs if you don't sing this in like under two minutes and five seconds, like. You know, she just starts flying through the anthem, and everyone's like, What the hell's wrong with Taylor Swift, man? <laughs> you know? It's, e- it's either meth or bookies. They're going to figure it out. It's gonna, they're going to have a 50 50 shot. They're going to guess it's either
1: meth or bookies. And they might be right. Let me just look up uh, what some of them are this year.
0: I mean, they're, they're, you, you bet on, you know who gets like the most first downs I suppose you can you can bet on I don't know like um will either team miss a field goal I get nervous as hell when I watch field goals anymore I think Boswell ruined me yeah this year we like, got ruined I don't even care that much about the the championship games this weekend but like obviously I didn't want New England to win
1: coin toss of course that's, okay that's 50 50 that can't be rigged Mm-mm. Well, well, anything Jerome Bettis. That wasn't rigged. No, that wasn't rigged. It was just, just the ref being it. stupid. Yeah, they just, they just. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, how long will it take Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? The over under is one hundred and forty five. Uh, one minute forty five seconds. One minute and four. That's. How
0: that's long? Yeah.
1: Uh, I, think, I think I'd
0: take the over. On will, that. will Gladys, Gladys Will on Gladys, Gladys Knight
1: be wearing a skirt, dress, or gown to sing the national anthem? I believe gown. It's one seventy five. It's mine. You gotta lay one seventy five to win a hundred for yes, and and it's plus one thirty five on no. For what? If she wears a skirt, uh, will she be wearing a skirt, a dress, or a gown?
0: What? Oh, so you're not picking one of those three? It's just that or what? Like pants? Yeah. Yeah, I. Obviously, she's gonna come in her motorcycle pants, like straight from the freaking right. bank
1: rally. I, I would imagine. Uh, you have plus three hundred to minus 500 will Gladys Knight omit a word from the National Anthem What's, Uh
0: how, how do you even that, some, that gets down to like Jeopardy where like they have to go to the judges <laughs> and they're like sorry you said Henry Fird. we cannot we cannot give you that point for, for
1: mispronouncing the guy's name and right I mean really like, will any player take a knee during the National Anthem plus 400 during for yes or, uh, or minus 700 for no
0: you can't. You can. You see, that's the thing. You can bet on that. Why can you bet on that? Like, why? Why? Like, that's too easy to fix. You know. Yeah. Like the bookies say, we'll pay your fine. You know, whatever, whatever bullshit you get into with the league, we'll take care of. I it. I love how okay you, how,
1: how you still think like the bookies really have a big influence in here. I,
0: they absolutely do, <laughs> and you know, it's not just like wise guy bookies anymore it's like a whole industry so it's it's more like a lawyer with a briefcase right like freaking george clooney Uh, is gonna show up and be like listen i work for this law firm and like we need to keep this all hush but like you need to like take a knee and then like make up some shit and people ask you why and don't worry about the fine all right
1: right, here's another interesting (sighs) one will any scoring drive take less time than it takes gladys knight to sing the national anthem
0: yeah, it'll be the one when Brady gets the ball with like less than a minute left in the fourth quarter, <laughs> and it'll take like in, and you know she'll she'll clock in at like a minute and forty seven, and and you know he won't have that much time, so he'll have to beat the record, and it'll and he'll need a touchdown too, and it, and he'll throw it over the middle to Edelman, and Edelman will jump like ten feet in the air. All right,
1: total Donald Trump tweets on February third over the whole six day or under six the whole day yeah the whole day.
0: I mean, again, easy, to rig. Is, is easy to rig. Easy to rig. Easy to rig. All you have to do is, like, say something that hurts his feelings on Saturday, and he'll tweet, like, 40 fucking times on before Sunday. we even go on the air. Like, the line. They, they will take that out of the freaking sports book before you and I even have a chance to visit with our beer brewing friends on Sunday. That's, right. That's my prediction.
1: Um, will a fan run onto the field during the game?
0: Someone ran onto the field during one of the games on Saturday. Yeah. I think it was the, the CBS game.
1: Yeah. Because well, uh, Romo enjoyed it Will, will Donald immensely. Trump attend the game? Where is it? Atlanta? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no way. Not a chance. Uh, will Chick-fil-A will the Chick-fil-A a franchise in Mercedes-Benz Stadium be open for Super Bowl Sunday? No.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you could rig it, but if a guy is, like, convicted enough to not open his restaurant on a but Sunday. it's
1: in a uh, it's in a, uh, but it's in a um, a venue that they probably have a contract that as long as there's an event going on, they have to be open.
0: No, that's not how it works. No, the Chick Fil A in in Mercedes Benz Stadium is not open on Sunday. It really only comes into play if there's a college game there or if Atlanta United is playing on like a Saturday. Will the roof, or a concert?
1: Will the roof from Mercedes Benz Stadium be open for kickoff?
0: No, they never open the roof
1: for these things. In game, what color will the liquid be that is poured on the game-winning coach? Um, so you have lime green, yellow, at certain odds, orange, blue, red, or other odds, clear water is another odd. Purple's plus a thousand. Wow, that's the that's the money maker. Purple. Yeah. Really, you know what? Like, I, I
0: buy fast. I buy a fair amount of purple Gatorade in my house, Dude, and not uh, five bucks on. Yeah, bucks. I'd, yeah, I I got a tenner on that. That'd be worth it. That'd be worth it. <laughs> I, I would I would then like seek to parlay which like which version of purple is it like is it Riptide Rush <laughs>
1: if I got the purple and the Riptide Rush if I got the purple and the Riptide Rush at like minus five eighty yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see will a uh, uh, non quarterback throw a touchdown uh, will there less be a... likely
0: with New Orleans not in the game because they yes. they're you know they yeah got that, that other will, guy. will there
1: be a flea flicker attempt in the game probably will there be a penalty for roughing the passer absolutely yes. Um, Will there be an onside kick attempt in the game? Most likely.
0: Mm, No, because I got Brady doing the, you know. They're going to kick it deep and Brady's going to go the distance. That's how the game ends.
1: Will any player be ejected for throwing a punch or fighting? Probably not. Probably not. Will either team not punt during the game? Ooh. Someone's going to punt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think New England's that good on offense. I mean, you gotta lay three thousand five hundred dollars <laughs> to
1: win that one.
0: Yeah, that's not happening.
1: Will any quarterback throw for four hundred or more yards in the game? That's a tough one to touch. Will both teams combined score seventy-six or more points to break the Super Bowl record? Don't see it. Uh, will the Super Bowl MVP mention f- who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Teammates, God, family, family member, owner, city, coach, does not mention any of listed. Dude, will Super Bowl team will Super Bowl winning team mention. visit the White House? Now I don't know how long that one would take to pay off. <laughs> yeah, I mean because I, mean, I mean even when the Steelers won it, they didn't go to the, to the White House till like July.
0: Yeah, right. You know, there's no telling who's going to be in there in July.
1: You know, um, commercials, how many commercials will run during the Super Bowl? over um, 96, um, over under which commercial. Don't they have appear- that like
0: determined? I think so. Like I'm not, I'm not like a network executive or anything, but don't they like sort of sell their ad spaces and that's how they set the market for advertising time. It's like,
1: which commercial will appear first, Expensify or TurboTax? Which non-commercial will appear first? Avocados from Mexico, planters, cra- uh, planters cra- or craft Heinz?
0: Not medical marijuana. I know that because they banned that one.
1: Yep. Which will appear? Which commercial will appear first? Doritos or Pringles? Uh, bubbly. Or, Doritos always dominates. Bubbly Super or Bowl. Pepsi. Bubbly, like yeah, the water. I guess.
0: God, they, they're going to advertise on the Super Bowl.
1: Audi or Kia. Um, Hyundai or Mercedes Benz? Well, it's a Mercedes Benz Stadium, so they go yeah, with Mercedes Benz.
0: Hyundai doesn't one. advertise on the Super Bowl, man. Uh,
1: Budweiser, Bud Light, Stellar Artois, Mick Ultra, Bon Avid, Spike Seltzer. Yeah. Uh, Coke or Variants, Pepsi or Variants. So it has to be a Coke or Pepsi product. It's going to be Coke. There, probably. Or Pepsi. It's not going to be any of those other ones you said. How many songs will be played during the halftime show? What would be the first song performed by Maroon 5? They play
0: medleys. It's they don't even play whole songs. Yeah. How do, how do you even uh, I, I hate this kind of gambling.
1: I'd what rather would be just the predominant bet on the color of Adam Levine's top at the start of the halftime show. Black or any other color? Uh black. Well, Adam Levine unless unless he's shirtless. Well, Adam the Levine The only way it's wearing wearing not, The only thing he wears is black, man. Will Big Boy and Adam Levine perform Mick Jack, Mike Jack at halftime? Don't even know what that is. Will Christina Aguilera make an appearance during the halftime show?
0: Why would she? I don't know. Is she invited? Those are some of the... Is it it just because she's on The Voice?
1: I guess. Is Blake Shelton going to be there too? Those are some of the over-unders on the betting... Is Antonio Brown going to be
0: there as the masked singer? Like, who gives Uh, a shit? I don't know. So anyway, like, that's a whole bunch of stupid gambling that you can do. And... Yes. (laughs) There will also be, like, game-related things you can bet on, like the score... Yeah, the score and the, the, uh, uh, the what's the line on this game, Steve? New England uh, one favorite. and a half. One and a half, right so. now.
1: Is the opening line was one and a half. Now, now when it comes down to it, this is really what I I, I am where I'm I'm looking for. Um, so, I need New England to end with a score of eight, and I need the Rams to end with a score of five. Oh, that's your block. Because this is a thousand dollar block point. Okay. That's and just I've the seen... final. No, no, no. It it's it, it pays quarters. it pays twelve thousand five hundred for the first and third. Okay. Twenty five thousand for the half and fifty thousand for the final. All right. We split it with five people. So even if we hit the first or third quarter, I'm still coming home with double my money. Nice. Um so five and eight. You know, eight and five. Patriots have the eight. So I'm looking for what? like uh, I'm looking for a 35-28 here.
0: Mm.
1: You know, and that would be a Rams win, 35-28. Now, if it comes down to it, it ends up being like 38-35 Patriots. I'm going to come out with 10 grand on the final score. So, I mean, yeah. I'll allow it as much as I don't want to. Eh. Look, I don't even care. I hit a big pull on, on another Patriots Super Bowl win yeah. where I hit. Where I hit the half for twenty five grand. What are we afraid of at this point? Them getting six Super Bowls and tying the Steelers.
0: It's the Steelers' fault at this point. You are correct. I'm I'm tired of carrying water for them <clears throat> and being like I need to pray and root passionately and rub a wooden bar chip from ten years ago at Albert's that I never got rid of the last time the Patriots lost in the Super Bowl because because why it's not my fault that the Steelers can't get to seven. I know that it's been ten years. And like you know, I'm still wearing a Stairway to Seven T-shirt. I know. No, I don't actually have. I have a six-pack T-shirt. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to discard it because I mean, it's the starting Steelers to the Steelers
1: had a shot at seven. They lost to Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, they lost to Aaron Rodgers. They lost to Tim Tebow in the playoffs. They, well, they lost to to Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Super Bowl. Right. I'm just saying, like they've had a lot of years that they that could was have 2011. Been, like, they've had a lot anyway. of years that they could have beaten the Patriots. They, you know, I'm I'm just I'm sorry if it happens if New England gets six Super Bowls, fine. Like they deserve it. They're They're they've been in the Super Bowl every year for like the past fifteen years or some shit. Uh, four but, out of five. Tom Brady state. has played in like something like eight percent of all Super Bowls. It's something stupid like that. It's it. It started. It would start to defy probability. This will be at some nice point. Super Bowl. They they have to. It's just going to be like an anomaly if they don't win. Honestly, like I'm rooting for the Rams, but I'm not gonna be sad or like. Feel sorry for the Steelers, you know, right? Because they don't they don't deserve my sympathy right now. They should
1: have pity on me. Yes, being angry fans of we are. Mm. So, before football started this weekend, I was watching some PGA tour. Um, and I got into uh, watch. I watched Thursday. Friday and Saturday, and we actually recorded Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. We recorded Friday afternoon, and the first round already happened of the uh, of the Career Builder um, Challenge that was out in La Quinta, California. When we mentioned that Lefty opened up with a minus twelve, or or, a minus twelve in the first round, he shot a sixty in the first round of the Career Builder Challenge. He ended up falling short uh, of the win in the first start in his first start of the season to Adam Long by one stroke total. Uh, Adam Long had a minus twenty six for the tournament. Uh he shot a minus seven in the final round while Lefty only shot minus three on the round. Um Long's first win on the PGA tour since joining the tour in two thousand ten. Um Lefty let that one go. I mean he had it. He was in the lead Monday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday he opened up in the lead and he slipped out and let it and let it people yeah. catch up to him. That was his fault. Uh Mickelson, I mean, you know, I mean he's He's a hell of a player, um, you know. Him and Tiger been battling for years, you know. And speaking of Tiger, um, this week at Tory Pines in La Jolla, California, uh, playing the South Course, uh, Tiger tees off at one forty p.m. Coverage is at three p.m. on the Golf Channel. Uh, I'm assuming that these are East Coast times because they are playing in the West Coast. So if it would be one forty p.m. there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. No, I mean, I'm assuming for TV coverage, they're showing the East Coast. Like cards. I said,
0: like I was a bit confused last time because like they can't go up against the Super Bowl. Well, like the whole damn tournament. Like, well, where are they next week? What? I I mean, we were talking about that. Yeah, this there's week. some kind. Of, yeah. there, you, you were saying there's some kind of tournament. And, like, even even when golf starts on the East Coast in, like, a, you know, a course in the Eastern time zone, like, the final round still goes to, like, six or seven. So, like, those those times would have to be Eastern is what I'm saying. Because if, the, if those were Eastern times. Oh, yeah, it's, times, it's,
1: the, it's the waste management. It's the Phoenix Open. It's the it's the Phoenix there. Open, right. That's the big one. That's the stadium yeah. course. Right,
0: and that makes no sense to me that they would take on the Super Bowl like that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's going to be Especially rough. Especially when the week after the
0: Super Bowl is kind of dead.
1: Well, the week after the Super Bowl, they're playing the 18th Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Well, I mean, that's a good I one mean, to watch, too. Yeah. I mean, this is, like, all the fun tournaments to watch starting in, you know. Um, it I,
0: I, just I, sounds like they're starting a week too early. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe they know something I don't. Who knows? Maybe, the, maybe there's, like, a whole, like, I'm, cult I, of I'm people who to, would rather to... watch golf than football.
1: I'm interested to watch. I mean, I'll watch the tor- a golf tournament and, you know... I'll probably have the golf tour on my phone actually, because my buddies all have the pregame yeah. on and everything else on, and we haven't decided if you were coming over there this year or not. Um,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know
1: what's going on. We'll see, uh, we'll see how it goes down. But uh, but no, this past weekend, I mean, you know, I mean there was there was the championship games, and there was the golf tournament. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I mean the Pens played, you know, Saturday night and and got shelled. Yeah, in Vegas. Um, you know, but the, I mean, we only recorded last Friday and we got we recorded the episode Thursday. We recorded Friday. You were off work.
0: Oh wait, it was, yeah, it was Friday. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: Okay. So like, so they, they, the Pens played Saturday and then nothing happened. The Pens
1: played Friday night and the Pens played Saturday. Friday night they played in Arizona. They won that game, uh, in Arizona and then they lost, uh, Saturday night to, okay to the, um, uh, Knights. And then there was the championship games. I mean, other than that, there really wasn't much going on. Since I mean, there were some college
0: hoops. Like I didn't, I didn't really. I was out and about on Saturday, which was great because, with all the paranoia and freak out about the snow, everyone stayed home. Mm-hmm. There was no freaking traffic.
1: We closed early at work. Yeah, they, all it did was rain. We closed early work because we stay open until two, and our well, bosses were watching the shit by two. Yeah, I mean, and so at one a.m. they we closed at midnight because they wanted everybody to get home safe before the ice started. And I yeah. got home, I got home at twelve thirty, mm-hmm. and when I pulled up in front of the house, Brandon dropped me off. Mm-hmm. Brandon and I closed together, and he uh, when he pulled up in front of the house, it just started to ice.
0: Yeah, so that's uh, what I'm saying. Like I I worked kind of late Saturday, but Saturday afternoon, just a little bit of rain. There was like no traffic. I was able to get all my errands done. Um, got home. Kind of missed the, the pit game, but I did get to watch the Dukes. Um, they won on Saturday. They won.
1: They they're 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 doing real
0: well. Yeah. And um, and yeah, like you know, like you, I also watched the championship games. Um, I did I did some chores. Made sure I got all my stuff done by three o'clock, and you know, took some took some breaks at halftime to like throw in a load of laundry and this and that. But for the most part, it was. A, Pretty good Sunday watching some pretty good games. Just uh, not thrilled with the outcome of that. Yeah, either.
1: yeah. Sa- Saturday I got I, I, Saturday night. We since we got home early, kind of tied one on. Yeah. And then went to bed late at three a.m., four a.m. And then, uh, cause that's what I usually do on Saturdays anyway. You know, I get home at two. I don't go to bed till three or four. So I just got home a little earlier, and I you know whatever. But woke up Sunday at like, I I did a new cooking. I got my, I used my new sous vide cooker. Yeah. So I had to get up early on Sunday to start um, when I was cooking for dinner because it's a time process, and it was uh, a nine hour cook on a uh, on a Wagyu London broil. Nice. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. Uh, so, I had to get up early to start it. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up taking a nap with Stella between second and third between the second and third quarter of the NFC game. Okay. So, I missed, huh. I missed the second and third quarter. Eh, but it will come for the good shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> Stella was comfy when I was on the couch. Took a nap. Yeah. That's I was. I, I mean, that I cooked, happens a lot. I cooked some breakfast, you know. Yeah. Uh, after I got the the meat cook in and so forth in the sous cooker. Um, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. But, uh, I don't know. We're at this point in time now. I think we should probably go ahead and take a break. Cool. And then come back and dive back into that Sunday nfl action that went on mm-hmm. um so yeah. while matt and i go ahead and take a break why don't you listen to what's going on from our friends at sorgatron media studios in beachview um they have a lot of shows going on awesome cast wrestle mayhem fishing without bait and several more uh give those folks a listen and we'll be right back in just a few moments do you like professional wrestling once your discussions no holds barred check out wrestling mayhem show.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle all right, folks, and we're back for our second segment here uh, at Bold Sports. We were talking previously in the first portion about Sunday, and we recorded Friday, and so not a lot happened, but the major things that did happen were the NFC and the AFC championship games. Um, NFC championship game was a thriller. Uh, <laughs> had some bad calls went to OT. Ended with a 57-yard field goal uh, from a very blatant Non-call, yeah. I couldn't, I
0: couldn't believe that honestly. I mean, you see the other angle, and it's—I've
1: seen every angle. You've got to play
0: the ball. It—it looked wrong the first time I saw it. I mean, they—the announcers were unequivocal that it was a bad call. Um, you know, Troy Aikman, I mean, was just basically said that's a bad call. And, you know, the league came yeah, around. and That's said a, that bad that a bad non-call. It's a bad non-call. Yeah. And, you know, now they want to make it so you can review pass interference and games are going to be even longer with yes. more stoppages. And it it's already kind of hard to watch games. You know, I almost always have something else going on. Like, I can't just sit and watch, you know, four hours of the NFL with, with all these stoppages. There um, are
1: a ton of stoppages. Between the TV timeouts, the... Uh... You know, um, the the play reviews, the call reviews, anything under two minutes is reviewable. Every touchdown's reviewed, um, stuff like that. I mean, at some point in time, they're just gonna run a play, review it, make sure they made the right call, and call it a day. I mean, that's what that's you what, know, it, it, this is
0: what they're doing is because like they have to keep the refs involved. Okay, so they they like have them go to this booth on the field. Yes. And
1: they used to go under a hood. Now they, they, they just go they, to an iPad. Yeah, right.
0: But like, get rid of all that, you know? Like in, in the World Cup in soccer, like they had the, you know, the video assistant referee and he's up there watching watching the game. Okay. If he th- if he thinks he sees something wrong, you know, he presses a button. It buzzes the official down on the field who then like stops the game. And then he goes over and looks at a screen. Like, why have that just... just just say like I'm overruling you, dude. Well, the just NHL, looking, like, it's not like the Supreme Court. You're the ref on the field. Maybe you didn't see it well. well you don't have replay at your disposal. Someone upstairs, instead of saying like this needs to be challenged well, and taking like a five minute break, just buzz the guy and be like, bro, that was pi, okay? Like, spotted at the ten yard line or
1: wherever, and it's first in, first and goal. Well, and the NHL, everything goes to New York, mm-hmm. or not New York, Toronto. It's and... like Canadian New York. Yeah, yeah. it's Canadian yeah. New York. And you know every goal's reviewed, mm-hmm. and then every you know, and then a, a coach like uh, we saw it with Phil Kessel in the one playoff mm-hmm. game, where that puck was moved. Those pucks moved fast as fuck. Yeah. I mean the puck went in and out of the net. It hit the it hit the bar in the middle of the net and bounced right back out. Yeah. The ref didn't see it. They thought he thought it hit the crossbar. It went you know it hit the tr- bar in the middle of the net and came back out. So they, they blew the whistle on that, mm. and they reviewed it. And the, the NHL refs don't go look at a screen. They go get a fucking phone thrown out the hole in the glass. Yeah, right. And they talk to the guys in New York, and New York says, yeah, it's a goal. Call it.
0: Yeah, the only reason the ref is even involved is because, like, that's how the coach gets in touch with, like, the man, right. is, as it were. Yeah, You know, like, I just, this this idea that, like, you know, the match official of the referee of a football game, like, you know, is, like, the final say, like, it's a waste of time. I mean... If they're gonna be reviewing every pass interference call or non-call, not every non-call, but, like, I suppose a challenge flag is thrown, like, throw the challenge, okay, the the ref or the line judge or whoever sees the red flag picks up the red flag, you know, blows the whistle, and then and then the main ref gets on his buzzer and calls up to the booth. And it's not like, let me go see it again, it's what did you see... You with the clicker
1: in your hand. Well, you know the TV broadcasts. Whenever they do a challenge, a coach's challenge, they they bring on some guy that like a former NFL referee or yeah. a former NFL whatever whatever, mm. and they have him buzz in on the TV and they split screen it. Right, and it probably like, pays what did the, you th- what did you think, Dean Blandino? It pays better to work for the
0: network probably than it does to be like the part time ref who does the video review. So probably. that that brings to another point, which is that like. If they could get some full time refs, you know, that would like maybe like be better.
1: You know, you know they, our buddy Gene Mangrum at Penn Brewery, um, but but he's got a job, it, it, right? But they, but he is adamant on the full time refs. If mm-hmm. you look at his Facebook page, it's every game. Oh, I thought you, you know, were suggesting Gene should be a ref. No, no, no. I mean, I'd love to see Gene be a ref. He, I bet you he could give some of those guys the NFL a run for their money. Yeah. But I mean. Seriously, like, he, his face, he's always, like, hire full-time refs, everything, you know, stuff like that. And, and I get it that a lot of these refs have Monday through Friday jobs, and yeah. they fly out on the weekend to go to whatever NFL game they're reffing. And, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of high school refs that, you know, you know, I mean, it, they ref high school games, but they have a Monday through Friday job. Yeah, you know I mean, that I mean? doesn't pay a lot, you yeah. know. But it's the whole... The NFL,
0: I mean, the amount of money the NFL makes every year, like what they're paying Goodell, you'd think they'd be able to afford to just give someone a salary. And, like, yeah, you're only working 20 weeks a year. But, no, there will be, like, seminars and stuff that you have to go to. Oh, yeah. And, like, you could, I don't know, they, they'll find a way to keep them busy so that it's not just, like,
1: you know, Major you're working, League, you're working, like. Major League Baseball umpires. They're full-time. And they they have classes and summer. Yeah, but baseball's Very a honest. long
0: season. I'm just saying, like I think the NFL doesn't want to pay full time refs because they don't want to pay somebody to only work, you know, twenty weeks a year. Twenty roughly. Yeah. Preseason, not everybody because not to do everybody through playoffs. But there's enough preseason games to go around, and then you know every team plays sixteen games in the regular season. Yep. Um, that's not going to get rid of bad calls. You know what I mean? Like there (laughs) are other fields where people are very highly trained and professional, like lawyers and doctors, and they fuck up too. Yeah, you know, they do, and their mistakes often cost a lot more than like an NFC title game. Yes, but the reason we're talking about this is because the Saints got
1: freaking screwed. The Saints got screwed. Screwed. And and I I don't know uh, your view on it. I think the Saints could have put up a hell of a fucking Super Bowl run. A hell of a Super Bowl game against, no matter who they played. Yeah. Whether it be whether it be the Chiefs or the Patriots, um, I'm and the young talent and whatnot that the Rams have going on. I'm not saying I don't think they could beat the Patriots or the Chiefs, but we know it'd be the Patriots now, and <clears throat> I I don't I don't know that they can put together a 60 minute game against the fucking Patriots in a Super Bowl. But they might. They might. I mean, we saw the Eagles do it last year. Yeah. I mean, and we've seen the Giants do it a couple times. We've seen the Giants do it twice. Um, I mean, Tom
0: Brady. The Rams have talent. They're they're a good team. They have good
1: coaching. Here's a stupid stat. They've been good all year. Here's a stupid stat for you Hmm. Tom Brady's greatness started against the Rams, and they won their first Super Bowl when the Rams had the best show on turf. Yeah. The Rams went back to back, they Mm -hmm. won the first year against the Tennessee Titans then they won then they lost to Tom Brady uh, and the Patriots and that was Super Bowl 36 yeah
0: and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna flip the script this time because you know we're we're just gonna do everything different to try to like break that so that you know like whatever you were doing that that Super Bowl Sunday you know when when the Rams lost to the Patriots you gotta do it differently so in my case I'm not gonna have a party Saturday night therefore nobody's gonna lose their wallet at my house saturday night therefore nobody's gonna come to my house on sunday night during the super bowl like demanding that i like call everybody who is at the party and like interrogate them as to the whereabouts of their wallet not gonna do it (laughs) i'm not gonna have one of my housemates coming upstairs and pulling me aside and saying you got to get this fucking lunatic out of our fucking house matt okay because i'm not having a party don't even come over saturday Got it. Lights are gonna be off. No party. I'm gonna be at inside,
1: Matt's- laying on the floor, so your ass can't see me. No party. At no Matt's- party at Matt's house. No party at Matt's house. Got it. Um, so yeah, there there's also there was also a, a um, an injunction filed on behalf of all the season ticket holders and people at the NFC Championship game to have the game replayed.
0: Okay, that's not gonna happen. No, it's not. Gonna that's happen. a waste of the, the course time. The,
1: the NFL already already said we're sorry. That's not how it works. You know. Uh, but what's funny is Twitter blew the fuck up after that game, as Twitter is known to do. As Twitter is known to do, and you had like guys like Joe Hayden put the screen side of him getting called for pass interference in the end zone mm-hmm. by touching Kamara on the back, and then the guy getting blindsided where the ball is five feet away from him, saying, "This was pass interference, and this isn't," huh? Yeah, funny. And, and... I like
0: I like some of the memes I saw where like, just like wrestling moves were being performed on on that receiver. Oh, yeah. I've Um, seen those ones, too. You know, like, yeah, it wasn't quite that blatant, but it shouldn't have to be blatant. Like, pass interference, like, you know how nervous I get every time someone throws deep on the Steelers because the Steelers' corners are, like, always, like, a step behind. And, like, you tend to want to just, like, try to interfere with the receiver because you know that if you turn to look for the ball, you're going to be three steps behind, Right. And uh, that's that's exactly what looked like it was about to happen. Totally bad call. Um, I was like I said, I was happy with the outcome because I I like the Rams. Like I like the Rams. I'm I'd not like,
1: I'm not mad at any of the NFC teams.
0: Yeah, I, the only thing to be maybe a little concerned about is that you the think Saints. the Saints might have had a better chance against New England. I do because Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer, and he's been in that situation before. Um, you know he. He's been in the Super Bowl. He's... I, I mean... Look, all I can say to that, the Rams have been good all year.
1: The Rams have been very And they've good all year.
0: been very explosively, offensively oriented all year. The Patriots haven't had the best offense. I mean, they, on, they only scored, what, like, four touchdowns, five touchdowns in that game on Sunday? Yeah. They were, they only had... They were up 14 nothing at halftime. Yes. Okay? Um... You're not going to do that against the Rams in the Super Bowl in a dome, I don't believe.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then we went to the night game, the AFC Championship game, uh, which was the Chiefs and the Patriots. Um, now, that also went to halftime with the uh, Chiefs being down 14. Right, yeah. <laughs> and um, so it was shaping up to
0: be like a bad game it, from the start because. Like, you know, New England was up seven before I was even done, like, throwing another load of laundry in between games. Yeah. And then they scored again, and it's just like, well, here we go. Here we but go. But then, you know, they stopped scoring. They didn't score any more points, you know, in, in the first half. And then, you know, that kept it in reach. Patrick Mahomes did some awesome stuff.
1: It's real. Okay, you 38 know? points total were scored in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, when... There was some questionable calls there too. The uh, um, when Edelman uh, that punt. Oh, that they, that's right. That replay, if it does. That replay, him or not. if it touched him or not, it came back that you know they ruled it a uh, that it was touched, and the Rams picked it up, and the Rams had the ball on the field, mm-hmm. and then they overturned the review. Every call that went for it went for New England in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Every call.
0: Do you, do you remember when they were like? You know, Jim Nance and Tony Romo are like, well, you know, the the standard here is like there's got to be, you know, undisputable evidence. Undisputable evidence. I didn't exactly. see undisputable evidence lie. that he didn't touch that ball. Near lie. The call on the field was that he did touch the ball. Yes. How are they overturning that call without undisputable
1: evidence? I, I don't know. Seems I mean, kind of fishy. Well, I mean, and then there was the video. Well, and, then,
0: and then you're like, I can't believe you think the bookies are so powerful. Right.
1: Well, then why does shit like that mm-hmm. happen? I know. Um... You know, Amanda has this conspiracy theory that it's all predetermined and it's just the male. It's opera. not just Amanda.
0: It's not just. It's Amanda. not just
1: Amanda. There's a lot of people out there, um, but the uh, the Chiefs. I mean, there's people
0: who think that and still bet money on the shit every week, right? There's, there's, <laughs> the,
1: the, the Chiefs went down and scored, and then they scored and went ahead by four, yeah. Uh, and then I sat. I just looked at Amanda. I'm like, "This is bad." She goes, "Why?" Too much the time Chiefs. On the clock. I was like. You're giving Tom Brady two minutes. It's too
0: much stuff. You can't... You're can't. giving Tom fucking yeah.
1: Brady two fucking minutes.
0: You got to take a knee on, like, the goal line and like, just run that, that <laughs> clock.
1: Like, you're giving Tom Brady two fucking minutes to score. And she's like, yeah, I was like, I don't like this. And I even tweeted out under the bold account, like, I, I don't... I like the Chiefs up, but I don't like Tom Brady with two minutes left on the clock. No one does. And, and,
0: uh... No one except Pats fans likes that. Yeah,
1: exactly. So... What's Tom Brady do? What Tom Brady does. Runs Brady, down. Brady do what Brady do. He he went down and scored, but he left time on the clock for the Chiefs. Yeah. He left time on the clock for the Chiefs, and the Chiefs get the ball back, and they had a nice run back off the kickoff to the thirty five yard line. Mahomes throws two fucking strikes, boom, boom, gets him down in the field goal range. I think they could have I honestly think they could have taken one shot the end zone. And one shot the sideline, pick an order, or you or I think they could have taken two shots at the end zone because uh, they were only at the it was a thirty seven yard kick so that puts them at the twenty seven yard line. Mm. So I, I I think they still could have taken two shots at the end zone with fifteen seconds left on the clock because an incomplete pass stops the clock. I mean you got Tyreek Hill and Sammy fucking Watkins and Travis Kelsey for God's sakes. All right. Yeah, and then you had uh, Spencer Ware, who can come out of the back and at least in the flat and get up the end zone, you know, or or sorry, get up the, get up the sideline, you know. I I think that I think that was a little bit of, of mismanagement play there, where Andy Reid, he, he's been in a situation. He's a great coach. He's taken a team to the Super Bowl. He's never won one. He's taken a team to the Super Bowl. Um, he's been a lot. Of, he's a he's a Good coach. I mean, if he, if Kansas City won to fire him, somebody else would hire him tomorrow. Um, but they, they 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 I think they at least had at least one more play in them, if not two. They go ahead and take the option, kick the field goal on second down, mm. um, and tie it. Cool. They have to kick off to the Patriots. They stop the Patriots on the kickoff. Clocks over. And they go and they flip the gun like whoever wins this coin toss wins the game. Yeah. Fucking New England wants a coin toss. I'm like, well, it's over. Overtime sucks. And man is like, well, I was like, I was like somebody's going to score a fucking touchdown. I was like, unless they get down and, and kick a field goal or or Kansas City intercepts a ball, it's over. I was like, it's over. And she's just like, you're looking at this the wrong way. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like. <laughs> it's optimism versus <laughs> realism. I'm like, I'm like, no. I mean, it, the game's fucking over. I, I was like. Tom is going to run down there and score a touchdown in seven plays. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. It's like... It's like Mahomes isn't even going to get a chance to touch the ball, which yeah. sucks. Which is why, also, I think they're going to look into the NFL overtime situation. At least in the playoffs. The way they're
0: doing it now for <sighs> the regular season, I guess, is fine. Right. At least you're not like having teams just win a game because they win the toss and, and get a first down and kick a field goal. Okay. Um, and you're you're allowing both teams to possess the ball if the first possession results in a field goal. Correct. Like, those are regular season games. like They need to be over at some point, and everybody needs to move on with their lives, win or lose, or tie. Right. But you can't have ties in the playoffs, so nope. somebody's got to win that game. Um, so you don't just want to go back and forth forever, but that's kind of how football works. You know, I, I mean, mean like he, I would he, like to see them just play, it, like, he, another 15 uh, minutes. It's the playoffs, you know?
1: Play another quarter. Sure.
0: Or play, like, uh, I mean, eight minutes I mean, and then I mean, switch hockey, ends.
1: hockey fixed it for the regular season to where they get a five-minute overtime period, three-on-three. Three. If that doesn't work, then they get a shootout. Yeah. Playoffs, they play a full 15-minute period sudden death.
0: Just play the regular game the way you know how to play it.
1: Yeah. You get five—it's five-on-five. Or, or, sorry, 6-on-6 six because six, you're your goalie. But, you know, you're 6-on-6 six six for the period, 15-minute period, sudden death. Yeah. Um. Now, the NFL, I think, should play a full 15-minute quarter. For the playoffs. For the playoffs. Yeah. And if you score two more touchdowns and they score a touchdown and two field goals, guess what? Mm. <laughs> the two touchdowns wins. Yeah. Like I think I mean, that
0: would be so exciting.
1: It would be awesome. You, I mean, give, you, you know. give like
0: because what's I don't no, I know. I'm not saying. Now,
1: now I know the game has its physical tolls on the bodies and the athletes and yeah. so forth, but they're professionals. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. Um, You're playing for a Super Bowl here. Like you look right? at a college overtime. College overtime, they get they get the thirty yard line. Yeah, and they get and they get a chance to make two first downs and score, and right. and and the, the other team gets the ball. Right, and it, it doesn't if, matter if you score a field goal, great. The other team scores a touchdown, it's over. If you score, if you score a touchdown, they score a touchdown, it keeps going. But you get the ball at the thirty-yard line, you get two chances to make first down and and score. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying the NFL should go to college rules. No, 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 no. But
0: the, just the the what makes college overtime exciting is that you know you get your defense gets scored on right away, and then instead of just going home. Like you get the chance to put your offense out on the field and you get to see if your offense can pick up where your defense dropped the ball, so to speak. And that makes it more exciting. And that gives, that gives kids chances to be the hero. And then that gives the defense another chance to redeem themselves all in the context of trying to break the tie that they earned because it, it's hard to be tied at the end of 60 minutes. It is. Like if you suck at football, you're just going to lose most games. You're not going to tie. You know the Browns had to get really much improved before they were good enough to tie the Steelers. So, so so you have
1: so you have the other option would be is to flip the coin. Who gets the ball first? Boom, Patriots get on and score, awesome. Then give it to Kansas City. If they don't get on and score and tie it back up again, it's over. It's over. Give them at least a chance to have the ball. Yeah, they should get the ball. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I, I I like your idea of just play a full 15-minute quarter and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Hey, reduce it to 10. Yeah. I mean, reduce it to 10 because you know what? I've watched New England Patriots or the Steelers or any other team for that matter hold the ball for 10 minutes. 12 minutes, You know,
0: running clock, high school style.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the running
0: clock is usually for a blowout, but yeah, say, like, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the same principle applies. Like We just want to get out of here as yeah, fast yeah. as that, possible. That,
1: that's the high school equivalent of um, the mercy rule in yeah. baseball. Yeah. The mercy rule in Little League baseball was 10 runs. The high school football equivalent is a uh, running clock in the fourth quarter. You know, I heard on another <laughs>
0: podcast that um, in Texas and some other states also, I think, but they're focusing mainly on Texas, um, in high school football, they used to use as a tiebreaker number of times that you got inside the twenty oh like i'm not sure if that includes like a 50 yard bomb where you just run across the 20 on your way to the end zone or if that's like actual like red zone you know appearances. red zone appearances hmm. but anyway like that's weird and like that's how they used to do it in high school um they don't do it anymore so much and you don't even really hear about it i'm, I'm surprised that you know I'm 38 years old and I just heard about that for the first time. I know, right? Because it, it never occurred to me with all, with all the talk about like the obscure tiebreakers in like the standings with oh. like, you know, head to head and points, points for and points, points against,
1: against differential. This, yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Like, in, like nobody ever just like as a trivia point ever like said like, Hey, did you know that like sometimes they count like crossing the 20 as sort of like a, you wow, know, that's like, gotta be down there. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. I, I just, that, that was interesting. Like, just, just to be clear, I don't want that for the NFL playoffs. I would have liked to have seen Pat Mahomes take the ball and just have a chance. Like, maybe he could beat Brady at his own game. Right. You know? I, I, but we'll never know because he didn't get a chance.
1: We'll never know until next year. The other I, thing I, that
0: I, kills me about that game was the guy on KC who was lined up in the neutral zone. Oh, yeah. Because that could have been ball game right there. Yeah. Like, he gave, he gave New England new life. He did. By lining Uh, up like so far over the line of scrimmage, it's just like what is he doing?
1: Well apparently there's a bad the camera angle they showed showed him that way. But if you looked at the camera angle that went up the line of scrimmage, he wasn't. What you're saying it was a bad call? Yeah. Well I I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Um I I, I've seen a couple different camera angles on that. Really? About that. Uh yeah, it was it was definitely um uh, one of the rigged male soap opera questionable. Calls. Um, now, Tony Romo. I hope he stays in the announcing booth forever, because listening to him call a fucking football game is is awesome. He is in his second year as a as a uh, an announcer, um, and he's in there with Jim uh, um, Nance. No, Bob Cost. It, no,
0: no, it's, it's Nance. An
1: yeah, that's right. Costa is the one that's retiring. Is it Costa or Nance retiring? Well, it's, I, I don't know. Costa's just, uh, he does baseball.
0: He doesn't, he doesn't do, like, football games anymore. He does, he might be stepping down from, like, the halftime show of NBC Sunday night, but that's not really a big, big job. Um, I don't know, man. Romo.
1: I think Bob Costa's retiring.
0: Yeah, but Romo works with Jim Nance, and it's kind of like... Yeah, and
1: that's CBS. They're kind of like an odd
0: couple in a way, because Nance is real, like, kind of vanilla. I mean, he's the master's guy, you know? Right, yeah. His his thing isn't, like, getting all, like, bent out of shape and excited about things. Um, Romo, like, he can't, like, keep it... Sometimes he just gets giddy, and he can't keep it to himself. Right. Um... It's refreshing because, like, he replaced Phil Sims. He replaced who, Phil, like, Sims. Phil Sims. Who, like, Phil Sims would drone on. Like, you, you almost couldn't tell that he ever even played football. Right. You know, he just, I, but, he just seemed but, so but disinterested. But Roma,
1: Romo's so fresh out of the game. Yeah. That that he is, he was calling the plays. Like, he's, like, circling up here, up here. Now, look, this is what you're going to do. Brady's going to do a five-step drop. He's going to go look for his number one target, Rob Gronkowski, up the sideline. He's gonna throw it to Rob Gronkowski if if Gronkowski's double covered. He's gonna look back for this guy over here. And dude, it's like, and then a lot of people are like, he should be a coach. No, no, No. stay in the booth. (laughs) Yeah, just like seriously, like
0: you know, like he's a lot better looking than all the coaches, pretty much. So like, uh, you know, like that's what that's like one of your talents, basically. You know, he's handsome enough to, like, be on television. Um, I'm still not entirely sold on him because, like, I don't know. like He's a lot better than Jason Witten. Oh, yeah, I know he's better than Jason Witten. And, like, I, I couldn't figure out during Divisional Weekend why, like, Fox got two games. You know? No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then it occurred to me that it's because they, like, didn't let ESPN have any more games after Wild Card Weekend. And, like, that's fine because, like, whoever is on Fox's B-team who I don't hear that often because I usually watch AFC games on CBS. Right. Like, whoever was Fox's B-Squad um, is better than, than what ESPN had, you know. It is. But just, the, the, I don't know. To me, Romo just sometimes, okay, like, he reminds me of, like, Andy from Parks and Rec. You know, the Chris Pratt character. Oh, God. Kind, he's kind of like a moron, but he's really excited about everything. And, like, I was watching the episode where, like, someone throws a pie at Jerry and, like, uh, Andy's breaking down, like, the film. And is I was like, oh, my God, he's Tony Romo. And, like, I just can't get that out of my head now. Like, I think Romo's, like, ooh-hoo-hoo hoo, that he does is going to become, like, a catchphrase. Um, he, It's going to be, like, his version of, like, bam or boom. What did, what did Madden always say? Boom? Boom, he's on his back. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, like... Some someday in the future when like CBS has the announcers for the Madden franchise, like you know when it's like third in inches, like you're gonna get Tony Romo just going like, I don't know. I guess he's growing on me a little, but I, the, I the really cult like, is a little bit. Much I do, really like to Tony Romo calling the fucking game. Well, that's, that's, that's
1: me. Um,
0: and again, don't join any cults this weekend. Uh,
1: again, you touched on and uh, that the NFL is going to um, talk about this. Offseason of pass interference calls, um, calls and non calls being reviewable. We'll see what comes out of that in the um, summer meetings, I guess. Uh, so, also, um, the Steelers have, and Art Rooney, uh, Art Rooney II, has, uh, during his press conferences the last week, he's mentioned that this, he, they always put in, be um, like, hey, we'll go play in Mexico. Because the Steelers have a big following in Mexico. Um, I think it's because they were the first team to play in Mexico, was the Steelers and Cowboys, because those are the two biggest followed NFL teams in Mexico. Well, I think um, it's
0: got a lot to do with... Uh, Mexico started getting into football in the 70s mm-hmm. also. Okay, so... It was know. the Steelers and Cowboys. It was the Steelers and the Cowboys were the, were the best teams in that decade. Yep. Dallas is pretty close to Mexico. Yeah. yeah like a lot a, closer than Pittsburgh. A lot closer than Pittsburgh. <laughs> I, I remember being surprised when I when I heard that, but yeah, like.
1: Uh but so the Steelers did not get the Mexico City game. It's going to be a Chiefs Chargers game um next year. Also London's gonna have three games next year with the Panthers and the Bucks, the Bears and the Raiders, and the Bungles and the Rams.
0: Did they say anything about where those London games are gonna
1: be played? Probably Wembley. That's Not, where they're all played, aren't they? But they're
0: moving in. But okay, but Tottenham's building a new stadium, that's supposedly like NFL ready, I, in, well, including and they're gonna have like a separate playing surface of field turf, that they can like roll out on top of the grass, when it's like NFL game. They then, the because shit. they don't want the turf. Because they don't want the they don't want to like have the lines and the mud and all that shit, you know. Right. Tottenham needs all the help they can get. They, they don't. They don't. They don't need to be playing on like a torn up playing surface, you know, because of some Jaguars game, because of some jag off.
1: Right. Right. Did the Jags play like three games in London?
0: Yeah, they were. They were like. Uh, the yeah. The owner of the Jaguars also owns a football, like soccer team in London, Fulham. Okay. Um. So he's, I I think it's a terrible idea. But if they ever move an NFL team to London, I think he would be happy to be part of it in some capacity if that means like selling his stake in the Jaguars to buy into an expansion team he might just do that Um, but there's always the possibility that because Jacksonville is such a terrible market um, you know for it's own pro team that maybe the Jaguars will just move to London and then they can become the Jaguars
1: ah yes I love it so Moving on from football. Please, let's. Let's move on from football. Um, Other than next week's the Pro Bowl, which I don't think I'm watching. uh, (laughs) I'll probably watch highlights. Gotta be something. Um, But, so, (laughs) let's move on to the NHL. Uh, We talked briefly that the Penguins uh, had a tough loss to the Knights in Vegas. Um, On Saturday, they did win uh, with a Kessel uh, overtime goal um, on past Friday night. Uh, in Arizona with the Coyotes uh, they are going to be on a bye week this whole week no pens all week <sighs> college basketball it is yeah Um. there's quite a lot of it right yeah now. there is Uh, the pens will return to action next Monday uh, which will be the 20 or is that the 30th 20 mm-hmm. 28 29th somewhere around there yeah uh, somewhere around there because uh, the th- oh I know it's gonna be like the twenty sixth or something. Twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. There it is. Uh, and they they have the the Devils coming into the paint bucket, um, that that Monday they have two home games. Devils is the first game back after the break, uh, and then you have uh, Crosby and Latang will see some action Friday nights the NHL Skills Competition, uh, and then you have Saturday night uh, is the All Star game, um, with that. Dumbass, weird format that I don't like. The NHL keeps tooling around with dumb shit to get more viewers for the game, and this, that, and the other thing. Um, I just even like diehard hockey fans don't care about the All Star Game. Like, I watch the Skills Competition; it's awesome.
0: The Skills Competition is awesome. It is. It's the only night that you get to see something different. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not hockey. Not that hockey's bad. But I'm just saying, like, all-star game hockey is not as good as like an important divisional matchup no, featuring no, your because, favorite team.
1: No, because you got the best players on the ice that don't want to get hurt. Yeah. So there's not a lot of checking. There's not a lot of. Uh, it's it's usually high scoring.
0: There's not as much strategy because there's... every line is pretty pretty much like a top line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't have to like worry about matchups, and and like. You know, getting getting a line change at the right time, yeah. and you know, like all all this stuff. Like you don't you don't have a checking yeah, yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. anybody yeah. shadowing Ovechkin because, like you said, nobody is there to play defense. No, not so, that Ovechkin's so, going to be there at all. But you know what I mean, like, right? Yeah, Ovechkin's it's funny. Be I picked there. him. I could have named anybody. Right, but but so <laughs> so
1: this dumb format they're doing now is they're having the Atlantic Division against the Metropolitan Division, and then the Pacific Division against the. What's the other Western division that's out there that they call it now? Whatever. Yeah. So the East, the Eastern Divisions and the Western Division are playing against each other. And the winners of those one period... The, so, like, <clears> the <throat> Eastern Division will play the first... The Eastern Conference will play the first period. The Western Conference will play the second period. Mm-hmm. Maybe since it's in a Western Conference uh, arena this year, the Western Conference might play the first period. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the winners of those periods play each other in the third period. For the winner. Like, so last year, you're not going to have it this year, but last year you had it where you had, because they do three on three for the All Star game. So last year you had Crosby, Ovechkin, and Latang on a line together. You had two forwards and a defenseman playing a three on three. Mm. I, 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 quit fucking with shit. <laughs> but like, go. Remember when they had the U.S. versus the world? So like, you had like teammates playing against each other. Whenever you know, you had like, you know, um, that's not that interesting though. Like the U.S. versus the world. So you, so you had like Phil Kessel. You'd have like Phil Kessel and all the U.S. born players.
0: It was North America versus the world. Or it was North. Oh, it was North America. Yeah, yeah. U.S. would have that. That would have been boring as hell. Oh, yeah. Okay, so North. I mean, it yeah. might be better, like slightly better now, but back in those days, it would have been like. Every good Canadian and Russian versus like the handful of Americans. Yeah. I mean, no, but it was like, you had, yeah, North America, the North versus, America the world. versus the world.
1: So, like, yeah, Lemieux playing against Yonker. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. Um, but th- this whole, like, j- just put it back to East versus West, call it a day, and boom.
0: Why like, even have it? I mean, just the Winter Classic and all the outdoor games are like, they're awesome. Such a bigger. Draw Draw for television and As well you as know, like Getting yeah. people to actually Go to the event Do you know why
1: you have it? Because you have kids like us When we were like 13 And we got to see Fucking Wayne Gretzky Yeah And we, got to, cool. and we got to see Mark Messier Not that we didn't see Messier a lot Because he was a division game But the kids but,
0: now Like the kids now Can go on ESPN Plus And watch And watch hockey. a lot of these games yeah. And they've they've got Sports Center and yeah. Twitter. But
1: but they rotate the All Star game and you get to see some of these kids that don't get to see these guys and they play all together in the same yeah in the same game. You know, well
0: that's the only thing is like the the new format is novelty. So like the skills competition is something different. Like I don't know, maybe you should embrace this because this is the only chance you're gonna get to see like a full like sixty minutes of three on three hockey. It's true. Which when there's actually something on the line is like nerve wracking as hell to watch uh-huh you know when it's just an exhibition game like i don't know maybe just like appreciate the guys flying around making making sick passes you know it's like it's basically like the hockey equivalent of like and one mixtape you know what i mean <laughs> like it's not a really really about like playing like a formal like defensive style you know you're just kind of there to like show off like take it to the rack i don't know maybe maybe i'll tune in
1: I'll be at work on an 18-hour shift on Saturday. Well, you know you'll have it on. I'll have it on. Um, And then our last little final bit of hockey. uh, So, Ovechkin, by the way. Yeah. You you picked out right away. Uh, He became the first player with uh, three hat tricks in his 14th season or later. Um, Ovechkin had a hat trick tonight, so he's got three hat tricks this season. Wow. It's after his 14th. I, I think he's in, what, his 15th year? He came in the year before before uh, Crosby. so, mm. um, And the last player to do that uh, was Yammer Yager in 5 06. Oh, wow. So, there's a fun little stat for you um, for hockey-wise. I hope Ovi plays till he's 45. What, to beat Yager? I mean, he'll, he'll be
0: second in is goals. Is Yager playing anywhere right now? i Is, I'm he, not is sure. he in Europe? I have no idea. I don't know. But o- Ovechkin you know it's within his reach to be the second all-time like gretzky i don't think he's catching gretzky for most goals but everyone up to gretzky you know i, I think that i think it's in play
1: i think it's Especially break, if yeah. he
0: takes the all-star break off every year
1: Yeah right <laughs> suspend me a game yeah i need the break yeah
0: you you'll thank me when i'm breaking the number 2 scoring record you know when i'm like a 45 year old man and every, everybody's tuning in to like watch that on on ESPN or I don't know whatever whatever channel has hockey. And in, in I those honestly days. do
1: see Ovechkin playing in a league a lot longer than Crosby. Yeah, I do. Um, just just because I mean Crosby will probably be one of those guys that will <clears throat> will know when it's time to go.
0: Does Ovechkin do anything besides like hockey and partying? Seeing the golf he does golf does he golf I don't know he's very good does, does he into like fishing cause I know Crosby likes fishing I, I, Cros- I Crosby I, could go fishing now and like never have to work again in his life I,
1: I, I don't know if, if Ovechkin is is uh how good he is at golf I do know he does golf well you know they it's say, usually you know with they the say, case.
0: it's usually with a case of beer <laughs> a bad day of golf is better than a good, good day, day of work, work. Exactly. unless you're Alex Ovechkin
1: right so I think at this point right now folks we're gonna go ahead and take another break uh And we'll be right back after you listen to these things, my friends, going on at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Also, while you're uh, checking out Beachview, don't forget to check out Slice on Broadway because they are great supporters of Sorgatron Media Studios uh, with the perfect pepperoni pizza with their location. The original on Broadway Avenue uh, in Beachview. They also have one on Broadway Avenue in Carnegie as well as PNC Park. And there's one out in the East End as well. Uh, So go ahead and check those folks out and we'll be right back after these few moments. Let's talk tech tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh, online gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks. And we are back for our third and final segment here at bold sports. So Matt MLB, Gotta love it. Love baseball. It's probably one of my favorite, favorite games to, to play, to watch, to enjoy, to relax. Um, and just have it like a good afternoon out. I love afternoon baseball. Night baseball is great, but I love afternoon baseball. Uh, it's my favorites. Um, I don't know if I've decided if I'm going to be on the boycotting Bob Nutting train again or not this year. I didn't go to a game at all last year. Um, but we'll see how it goes i've 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 watched some stuff and I'm not happy with it. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to be happy this
0: year if if you were boycotting them last year. I, I can't really um I can't really see anything that would make you want to change your mind. It's not. I like mean, I already
1: me. pay for the for the for the uh, channel, my cable package. So it's not like I didn't watch the Pirates. I just didn't go spend money at the ballpark. Right.
0: They get that TV money, whether you subscribe or not. Yeah, exactly. You know. That that TV money is based on what the networks are willing to pay for the rights. It's not like a pay-per-view scenario. So, um, yeah, you're clear, I guess, to watch Pirates games, you know. But, yeah, I can see you not wanting to spend money. Um, at the ballpark. They, they complained that t- attendance was down last year and it's like the most arrogant thing because like the reason the attendance is down is because
1: you're putting a losing product They're putting
0: a too. losing product out there and unlike the 20 year losing streak that they had like this is after they were actually close enough that they could have done something but they didn't make moves ever to add to the core that they thought they had in place you know and now all those people are gone yeah, and um, they're not they're not replacing Cole I'll get to in the McCutcheon. we'll
1: get to the Pirates specifically here in a little bit, but in the meantime, um, some great players that we watched their whole career um, are going to be enshrined in the Baseball Hall of Fame at Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. Mariano Rivera, he becomes the first unanimous selection to the Baseball Hall of Fame ever. That surprised me when I saw that. I know I'm like, you mean to tell me that like Ted Williams Ted Williams wasn't in unanimous decision, Ty Cobb maybe they didn't understand what was Ruth? maybe they didn't
0: understand what they were doing when like, they when they when they elected the original charter class like I mean, maybe they, maybe they didn't understand what was going on and like I, I, some people were like, hmm, I don't know I mean, like
1: I mean, I could see Bill Mazeroski not being a, a unanimous decision, yeah, um I could see you know. Mickey Mantle, maybe not being a unanimous a unanimous decision, but like Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Hannes Wagner, like you know Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron,
0: yeah, really Willie Mays, <laughs> Willie Mays, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like I was, I was surprised when I saw that. Um, I just a lot of it has to do with like this weird thing that the baseball writers do like they act like they're like guardians of the game and as such like they hold the key they hold the key to the hall of fame and they like it's almost like they want to tell the whole mob of players that like none of you are good enough you know what I mean because there's always that one asshole who's like well I don't really know About this guy. And it's gotten a little easier to do with like the steroid era.
1: From listening to some of the people in Pittsburgh that are sports writers. That have a vote in the Hall of Fame. They sit around this big conference room. And they throw a name out there. And they see how many yeses, how many noes they get. And it goes by percentage. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Seriously, like, it's like, you know, Wade Boggs, meh, meh, and they hold up a sign, like, yes or no? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean,
0: I just, like, people are, you get people who say, like, oh, well, it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. True. Um, and, like, that's that's a good point, you know, and there, there are some players who have maybe been more borderline. Or, you know, are they, like, stuck around a long time to compile stats that, like, are supposedly benchmarks? Um, But the benchmarks can change with the the game. Like, you know, 500 home runs isn't as big of a deal as it used to be. Um, But there was a time when 500 home runs was considered, like, automatically get you into the Hall of Fame. Right. The problem is these people need to realize that, like, unless you start, like, taking people out of the Hall of Fame, that it's just going to get—it's going to get bigger— whether you vote in 10 players a year or 1 player every 10 years like it's just going to get bigger you know once you're in you're in
1: the, i think there's years they actually didn't vote people in sure there are sure
0: there are and yeah. like there, then there's like the separate like veterans committee you know for people who may have been overlooked and there's a lot of injustices that that go on with that um, yeah. i mean pete rose but the thing is like first of all it's not baseball's hall of fame like MLB doesn't actually own the Hall of Fame. Nope. Um, so the writers could put in whoever they want, pretty much. Um, have they put in any, any? Did they put in anybody who didn't play in MLB ever? Like,
1: I think they put owners in.
0: Owners. Um, Negro League players.
1: Uh, Satchel Paige. I yeah. believe is in. Yeah.
0: Um, Josh Gibson. I Buck O'Neill's in. I know that. Um, Josh Gibson, I think, is hmm. in.
1: Stuff like did, ever, did
0: they ever put in, like, a Japanese player? I'm not sure.
1: Like, Sadaharu-O? Well, we, we've we only been seeing Japanese players come to Major League Baseball.
0: Right, but for their contributions to baseball, like, outside of Major League. Because, like sure. I said, the Hall of Fame's not actually owned yeah, by it's the... Not it's not the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. It's the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, in theory, they could. Um, that's, not, that's not really the issue. The issue here is that the people who play in MLB... Um, you know, like their their union and the the teams who they played for and the league that employed them for their careers, like they really don't have any sort of say in it. It's like all about the writers. Yep. Um, there could be a lot of politics involved there. Um, I, I'll be real interested to see how some of the players from this era right now are treated. You know, by some of the older writers who don't buy into analytics. Like, are guys going to get in or out of the Hall of Fame based on, like, whip, and WAR, you know, and BABIP and all these advanced metrics? Right. You know what I mean? It's like,
1: uh... So, well... Fans fans should have a say. Mariano Rivera becomes the first unanimous selection to the Hall of Fame, which... Because it's unanimous course, that he was the
0: best ever at his job as wh-
1: closer. Wh- which, it stuns both of us that he's the first unanimous decision. It is stunning. Um... Also, but no one's sh-
0: arguing that he's the best closer it, of all I'm time. I'm not
1: arguing that at all. Right, it's so that's why he gets. The, a, I guess that's why he. And he, was the and he first. played for one team his whole fucking career because he was the best at what he ever did. He did. Uh, Edgar he Mark-
0: redefined the the, the the splitter. I mean, the freaking the, frickin, like the, the cutter. cutter. The cutter is his pitch. The cutter is his you pitch. know, I mean, everyone has one now, but he he's like the originator.
1: That's why somebody asked me like, well, Steve, when you played like in, in high school and college and shit, did did you throw a cutter? I'm like, dude, the cutter didn't exist. exist. <laughs> mario Rivera is older than me yeah. but <laughs> yeah. it's
0: like there's only two guys in the hall of fame who have like a special pitch that they invented and one one is the spitball
1: <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> one's not legal anymore yeah and then you also have this year edgar martinez uh got in roy halliday and mike mucina roy halliday of course since passed away was it this past summer Summer before, or the summer before he bat, his his son threw. Oh god,
0: dude! I had to co- I had to his cover son... his like memorial game at. at Were they like? Oh my god! Hey, his, so sad.
1: His his son threw a nice thing out on Twitter uh, about him getting into the Hall of Fame today, um, which is awesome. I retweeted it on Bold Sports. Yeah, on Twitter, uh, you know.
0: Did you retweet that thing about the DH, or was that someone else? That was someone else. People were mad that Edgar Martinez got in because all he ever was was a DH. Um, if your hitting stats are good enough to get in, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, he did play position, but he was more, he was more of a DH. Um, are you going to argue with me
0: about Edgar Martinez' stats? I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. Well, that's Before okay. Info, check the home app associated with this home pod. Siri's on crack tonight. Siri! You're British. What do you know about baseball?
1: <laughs> Siri's on crack tonight, folks. Don't mind. Uh, Don't mind,
0: Siri. Um, I'm having a jolly rocking. That's what they
1: call smoking crack in Britain. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Musina, he deserves to get in. Uh, I guess so. Halliday...
0: For me, Halliday, I think Halliday
1: deserves it. He deserves it. Uh, Edgar Martinez, I mean, he was a DH the majority of his career.
0: But I'm saying, like, there are a lot of players who are in Cooperstown because of their hitting, hitting stats who fielded a position every day but were kind of shitty at it. You know? That's yeah, true. I mean, it's part of baseball, whether you like it or not, okay? You can't just deny people a spot in the hall of fame just because they played a position that like you think shouldn't exist. You know what I mean? That'd be like some old head, like saying that like, you know, a slot receiver shouldn't get into the football hall of fame because there should be fucking like two fullbacks and two tight ends on the field at all times. Yeah. You know? So like, just, you know, in the times in which we live, the DH is a part of the game. Um, And yeah, like Edgar Martinez, I think, you know, deserves to be in the hall of fame as one
1: who didn't make the hall of fame. Bonds and Clemens, they it's weren't crazy. even close. Uh, 59% of the votes, they need 75% to get in. Um,
0: Bonds never proven
1: Bonds to have cheated. Never proven to have cheated. Clemens...
0: Someone went to jail trying to like cover up for the general behavior that Bonds was linked to. Um, and testified that Bonds took some like cream and clear and did some stuff to... You know, recuperate from workouts faster, and we all know he bulked up a shit ton after he left the Pirates. Yeah, he did. But he never failed a drug test. Uh, he was never forced to testify in his own right, so he never perjured himself or admitted under oath to doing anything um, that had anything to do with performance-enhancing drugs. You know, I, but I, the writers, I think, just decided that you know he's guilty, right? so he doesn't he doesn't get I mean, in. I, mean, I now feel- Clemens failed. Clemens, yeah. Clemens got caught.
1: Yeah, he did. Um, you know what? Clemens still a hell of a fucking pitcher. You know, you got. I, it's whole... hard for me to
0: accept that he won't get in someday.
1: It, it is. That's it my. Is. That's just my I, like. I love. That's me talking as pitch.
0: like a kid who grew up in the eighties and nineties watching.
1: Well, baseball. Well, the other thing is too is is uh, what's a shame is Pete Rose. Pete Rose will never get in, and he, he has the most hits all time. He he's the he's the hit king. He also admitted yeah I gambled on baseball I never gambled on my own team I never well made... maybe
0: he shouldn't have admitted that uh,
1: yeah, okay <laughs> maybe yeah. in
0: hindsight that wasn't such you know, a good idea I,
1: I gambled on baseball I never gambled on my own team I never made any changes substitutions this that or thing, to win or lose a game based on betting mm. you know um I saved my money for betting on the Reds versus the Pirates in 2019
0: you know that's anyway, how you're gonna make money
1: you know uh uh Reds lineup is i know, ridiculous. man, ridiculous. Yeah, vote on, don't bet on the Reds in the '80s. Uh, bet on the Reds now. Jesus Christ! Speaking of talking about uh, the Reds and whatnot, um, so right now I was looking at today. So apparently, Tony Romo is very good at his job, and everybody's praising him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Roma seems to think that the Rangers are going to sign Bryce Harper. And they said, "Well, if Teddy Ramos says it, it's gonna happen." Right?
0: Because yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but you he's just—he's just kissing up to the local market. Like, oh, sure, he's he is. a former sure cowboy. I'm sure he is. I'm, I'm sure he's um, friends with people who have ties to the right? Rangers organization. So,
1: so I, I compiled this list, and then I was like, you know what? I'll just pull the fucking website back up again while I'm sitting here. Um. So right now you're um. Now now this list is from MajorLeagueBaseball.com, and it has the best players uh, best position players out there uh, that are still free agents so currently listed the hardest hitter is Manny Machado which he has been linked to potentially coming to the Pirates now there's another list that I'll pull up here in a little bit that shows payroll Um, I don't think that the Pirates will double their payroll Mm. to sign Manny Machado (laughs) If that gives you any inkling of what's going on there, um, his dad says to don't count out the um, you know the un, unsung teams, mm. you know stuff like that. So Man Machado is currently a uh, unrestricted free agent. Uh, he's listed as the hardest hitter. Uh, last year he was a uh, trade bait guy from Baltimore to L.A. Uh, and so forth. And we'll see how that goes. No wait, or was he LA to New York last year? Machado, Machado. No, he was LA. He was Baltimore to LA. Right. Uh, most power, uh, of course, is Bryce Harper, which he's the one that is everybody is waiting to see where he ends up. Um, a lot of ties to Bryce Harper to um, Philly is uh, is one. Um, the Yankees also have been one, uh, and so forth. Uh, most versatility. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez. Uh, he's out there. Um, something that uh, funny about this guy is he's, with being the most versatility, uh, he spent 20 games uh, apiece last season at first base, second base, shortstop, and left field. He and Sean Rodriguez, S-Rod, beating up Gatorade coolers and shit, uh, are the only two active players with at least 90 career games at those four positions plus third base.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh best outfield defense, um AJ Pollock. Uh he's out there on the uh, free agent market. Best infield defense, uh a Denny They got rid of him. The Pirates had him and let him. Go. I know the Pirates they, they got him as trade bait. They got him in a trade And We don't need we and don't they, have a shortstop. Well, here's what's funny. Several options out here, including Freddie Gavis, Josh Harrison, and Jose Iglesias. Oh, are going to end up
0: with Jay Hay again?
1: Well, the Pirates gave him his walking papers and said, we're not re-signing you. They let him go.
0: Well, because he wanted more money. But if no one else wants to pay him what he wants, then maybe he'll come back to the Pirates.
1: Eh, for a lesser value. Possibly. We don't
0: have a shortstop.
1: No. We Machado
0: don't. can play shortstop. Probably yeah. not going to get Machado. No. So you got to look down the list. Like, who's down the board?
1: And... Uh, Jose Iglesias, Freddy Gavis. And Hechevarria. And, <laughs> and I mean, okay. You know, uh, best catcher. Give him a chance. Like Best catcher I mean, defense, uh, Martin Madono. Uh The Pirates are kind of sealed up a catcher right now. Yeah, uh, we talked about this before. We talked like, about this before. Cervelli's what? Like Cervelli and Diaz. Maybe I mean, trade bait. Cervelli's probably going to be trade bait. Uh, most speed, they have Cameron uh, Mabin. Uh, he follows uh, veterans such as uh, Craig Gently, Jr., uh, Craig Gently and J.B. Shuck and Eric Young Jr. Uh, that are unrestricted free agents. Pitchers, Craig Kimbrell. Now, if you follow the Red Sox at all, mm-hmm. dude's a beast. Yeah. He's a hell of a closer. Won a World Series last year with the Red Sox. Does that weird thing? As a design. 97.1 mile an hour fastball. And yes, before each pitch, he's the one that looks like a fucking California condor on the mound with his fucking arms mm-hmm. spread way the fuck out. I was
0: gonna say pterodactyl, but also, you know, if you if you want to go with something that's not extinct, you know. <laughs> close, but close, not. but not
1: quite. Yeah, I mean, he's out there, at, you know, for a closer position. Uh, that'd be a great pickup. Uh, Dallas uh, Kuchel uh, for the best ground ball artist uh, is out there. Uh, Best at limiting uh, quality of contact, Wade Miley, uh, pitcher out there. He's with Baltimore last year. Uh, Most effective fastball, Nick Vincent. He's a 32-year-old right-hander. He averages 90 mile an hour on a four-seam fastball. You got Oliver Perez as a overall specialist. Uh, He was a uh, middle reliever. Uh, That's available. So, there's some good names out there, you know, uh, in the trade trade line. Yeah.
0: yeah, we just, those are all good names. The Pirates need to do something. The, they have, like, I mean, they're going to finish last in their division at the rate they're going. Um, I'd like to see them get one of those pitchers that you mentioned.
1: I'd like I'd to see like,
0: Krimble come in. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them get a shortstop. I mean, they're, they're not doing anything. Like they, they signed, like, some. they got some players. You know, Chisholm Hall. Mm-hmm. I, I guess he's their fourth outfielder now. Um, can he play a little first base, too? I mean, they, they need help. It's just, well,
1: they're talking about moving their Cervelli to first base. Cervelli
0: to first uh, as a backup, as a backup for Bell, as a backup for Bell, because like, like keep we talked about lineup, on Friday, Bell they, has not done nearly what he's supposed to be doing at the plate. No,
1: and, and that that keeps Cervelli in the lineup because Cervelli is always good for a clutch hit or a clutch homer here and there, uh, and whatnot. I mean, he's like all that's left of like the
0: good teams that they, you know. I mean, he's not all that's left, but he's he's a leader. Okay, part of it comes from being the catcher, having the whole field in front of you. Um, but I think part of it's just his personality. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's
1: real positive. He works his ass off. Works his ass off. And, his, um. His only downfall was he's never had a complete season with the Pirates. He's, he's hurt a lot. He's injured. That was but a he, knock on him coming here, but, but I, he, I
0: think we've gotten more mileage out of him than, the Yankees, than, than the Yankees would have. And also, like, I think when, when I heard we were getting this, like, frequently injured catcher from the Yankees, it was like, well... We just we just got, we just uh, got an injury catcher got from injured the It's like right what are the them. odds? What are the odds <laughs> that it's gonna work out twice? Yeah, yeah, right. And it's like it's almost worked out better the second time.
1: Right. Um so I was watching uh the news tonight and uh ball Pompey throws up out there uh this fun little thing of just our division payroll where the Cubs earned first in a division payroll and the pirates earn last. So I got to digging and I looked at the overall because why not. So the Red Sox projected payroll for 2019 is 221 million um and just north of 221 million. The Chicago Cubs are going to be 200 are, are going to be closer to 206 million than they are 205 million that's listed as 205 900,000 and change. The Dodgers are at 188, the Yankees are at 184. And the Angels are at 167. That's your top five. Here's your bottom five. Number 29. Tampa Bay Rays, $40 million, $29,166. Number 28. Your Pittsburgh Pirates, $58,925,002.
0: I mean that's bad. That's not good. <laughs> this is Ori- a team that was just in the playoff like they they were in the wild card
1: game like what? 3 years in a row. Mhm. Baltimore Orioles 60 million, Costa 61, Miami Marlins 65 and the Oakland A's 69 million are your bottom 5. So the Pirates are second to last in the league in payroll. Um Hence why I said, if Manny Machado comes to Pittsburgh, he would probably take up. He would he would mult, add half to the payroll.
0: Yeah, and like just because you double your payroll doesn't
1: mean you're like that much more likely to get into no, the playoffs. No, but but like, one player would you be paying one player? Fucking, you gotta have twenty an, twenty million dollars a year.
0: I just wish we had an owner. Okay, like here, here's the thing: if they're gonna blame us. For not showing up when when they aren't when they're not spending and they want to blame the fans for like not supporting the team because attendance is down. But they aren't at the same time like giving us a little credit for how fervently we support the Penguins and the Steelers. You know, put a team out there that can actually compete and see if we don't show up. And then yeah, if if the if attendance still drops, you know because they've got like 120 million payroll and, you know, people just get bored with like wild card race, then like, I guess you, I guess you got me. All right. I, and I guess, I guess we're just not good baseball fans, but that's not what I saw when we were making wild card games for those oh, three no. years, when, when we were in the playoff the series against full. the Cardinals stadium was full, you know, not just weekend the playoff games, games, weekend games, especially. Yeah. Just not just um. regular season games, weekend games, yeah, I, I went know. to
1: the first. I went to the first Sunday night baseball game in Pittsburgh since the nineties. Oh, that
0: was so weird. Yeah. I watched it on TV, but it was just. I, weird. I went
1: to it, and I had free tickets from a yeah, brewery, of course. <laughs> it just happened that like, hey, we're going to the sun- Sunday afternoon game. You know, hang out with the brewery guys in the parking lot. At the tailgate went. Oh, they moved it to eight o'clock. <laughs> okay, wait, they moved the pirate game to eight o'clock. flex game what it was against the cardinals Mm -hmm. it was coming down for like a division race at that point in 2013 you know or 14 so it was 2014 when that happened i'm like wow okay cool you know i mean i mean that's it was awesome it was great i mean we'll we'll see what happens uh with the buckos this year a lot of the free agents still out there Who's to say Bob Nutting might not just say, fuck it, bring one of these guys in? I don't see it, but it'd be nice.
0: Nutting's not the one who says nah. who comes and goes. Eh. Nutting Nutting says you have this much money with which to work. Yeah. And he probably doesn't even look at any report like you did more research than Bob Nutting probably does. <laughs> because Bob Nutting just says, like, this is what I'm willing to spend. And, like, Neil Huntington might come back and say, well, like, I can't really get anything good with that money. Um, here's what I could maybe get if I had a little more money. Um, maybe Nutting says, like, hey, if you can work out a deal for, like, this guy or this guy, then I'm game. But I think they're, I think you're a little bit limited, you know, as a front office exec when your owner is isn't isn't, uh, isn't committed uh, you know, to increasing payroll in a meaningful and way. And
1: they extended they extended Clint Hurdle contract, which he's done wonders for this team as a manager. He has. Um, but I think his his hands are tied with what he has to work with. So and we've talked about this. Why are you extending a coach that has you know, you know, that, that, that may need to move on. Why are you extending a GM? Because who are you gonna get the fuck to come into Pittsburgh and be like, oh, I want to go to Pittsburgh and be the GM or be the manager and not get shit to work with? These guys are already comfortable in their job; they're still getting paid. Yeah, I mean, you know,
0: we had a window where it was a destination. Yeah. It was it was we, a we small had a window. small
1: window where it was a destination to come here, and now it's not. And even when that window was open with the destination, they weren't they were getting guys at trade bait. You know, guys there come in yeah all right. we can get this guy of companies having a hell of a season. We can pick up two and a half million between the end of august and or you know august september and playoffs i mean they they're not they're not picking up a a a twelve million dollar year salary shit cervelli's the highest paid player in the team this year, and he's at eleven million yeah you know uh, I mean there was a time where a j Burnett was the highest paid player in the team at like twelve million mm-hmm. you know.
0: Um, it's not about having one really high. And the best player. part was, it's what,
1: about having nine guys
0: who are all well, about. Well, here's the
1: thing: when AJ Burnett went to Philly, and then came back to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and the Pittsburgh paid him ten million for that what one season or two seasons he was back after yeah, but Philly. Philly paid. No, no, he was unrestricted free agent. But didn't Philly like? No, no, it's when he came from when the he Yankees. Came from the Yankees, the when Yankees he came from the Yankees, pay, Yankees okay. he's getting twelve million a year. But the Yankees paid seven and a half million of it the Yankees paid seven million to get rid of seven and a half million to get rid of them per year I mean so Yankees uh, and, and then that's where you watch if you watch the movie Moneyball when you know which is a great fucking movie and they have David Justice in there and he's like you're paying me he goes man he goes and David Justice looks at Billy Bean who was played by Brad Pitt in the movie mm. he says you're you know he goes, you're paying me twelve million dollars a year, man. I don't give a shit. He goes, No. He goes, I'm not paying you twelve million. He's like, I'm paying you five. He's like, the Yankees are paying you that much not to have you here to make up your twelve million. Mm. <laughs> so the Yankees wanted to get rid of you and they're paying me, <laughs> they're paying you to get rid of you to yeah. come here. Like
0: They must be nice to have that kind of money.
1: Yeah. It is. I wish I could pay my problems to go Oh, fuck you and me both. (laughs) Speaking of problems, uh, we'll move on to the NCAA basketball situation right now, where I actually got to watch a full game in its entirety of Pitt tonight taking on Duke. Um, Duke was here in Pittsburgh playing at the Peterson Event Center in Oakland. Um, It was a show. It was great. Um, If you like basketball and you're not rooting for a particular team, it would have been better. Um, I was rooting for Pitt, obviously. Um, But I always like watching Duke. I've watched Duke since I've been a little kid. Um, I've always followed the ACC, even before Pitt got into it. Um, It was a show. It was. Uh, And... Pitt was I up did. for the
0: occasion, like emotionally. Oh yeah. Um
1: Oh yeah. The first the, the first ten minutes of the game, Pitt was in it. Yeah, they just The Pitt was in it the first ten minutes of the it's game. It's just
0: the, the men separated themselves from the boys. They, they did by the end of the first half. Um, um they, Pitt, Pitt didn't like back down. You know, they did they didn't get punked. No. Um
1: I mean they lost by twenty two? I thought it was like fifteen. Um, okay, towards up, the end it might have been fifteen, you're right.
0: But, yeah, like, it could have been 22. There there were stretches of that game where it could have been, like,
1: 25-30. Um, I mean, at one point, I believe Pitt was down the most I saw was 25. Um, but. I'm just
0: glad they didn't embarrass themselves in front of Jigaman. You know,
1: when you see Jay-Z come walking into your arena in Pittsburgh, well, in I Oakland. Mean... But it's Duke.
0: Well it's the duke show. It's like, you know, 7964 was the final. You think he's going to go see him in Syracuse? You think Jay-Z is going to Syracuse ever? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like All right. if he wants to see Duke, so, if he wants to see Duke on the road,
1: you know, well, like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh a, to the, Brooklyn, it's not the, far. This is the closest that Duke was getting to getting to New York. Pretty much. Jay-Z has more of a reason to be there than just to watch Duke. I, well, I mean, he's he, an agent. Well, he's not. He's an, an agent. owner. He he's not. He an agent. owns a. He he's a he, talent agency. Yeah, he he owns a sports agency. Um, he is part owner of the Nets. Um, he was here to be like Zion Williams and the other guys. Like they're in the top, you know, five draft picks for the NBA next year. Why not come to Pittsburgh? And you know what, Jay-Z didn't dress like a businessman, he dressed like a rapper. He was wearing baggy jeans, he had his gold chain on, he had a t-shirt and a hoodie and a, and a fucking scully. Well, you know, you know,
0: he's not a businessman, Steve. He's a business... man. But yeah, like, the, the, uh, honestly, like, it's kind of sad, but I think the best two Pittsburgh sport highlights of, like, the last week both involved rappers. First you had <laughs> Snoop Dogg doing play-by-play on on the Kings game. On the the Kings broadcast, when the Pens were out there, um, you you had Snoop in the booth for that, and then you got Jay-Z showing up at the Pete. um, And the Pens have just, you know, barely playing, and when they do play, they're losing. And Pitt's lost two games, and the Dukes beat. You know, the Dukes are going okay, but other than the Dukes, the only good stories to come out of Pittsburgh sports have involved rappers. (laughs) I, I mean... You'd maybe expect that if the Steelers are going to the Super Bowl, but like the Steelers are done, and yeah. we're still and we're still able to attract rappers, you know, in, into our events.
1: Exactly. I mean, Pitt Pitt did take an eleven point loss last Saturday uh, to the Orangemen in uh, Syracuse. Uh, the game against Duke tonight they didn't they didn't quit they didn't quit they they played a game, um, but Duke showed why they're Duke. Yeah, and they they just and Zion Williams I mean the whole fr- he didn't miss a shot till the second half I mean he was he was nine for nine on shots plus his assists and everything else plus uh, Duke had um 15 offensive rebounds in the first half it was ridiculous um and then they had uh they had like 14 defensive rebounds uh <laughs> like, come on um uh, you know what though uh, the Pete was sold out tonight uh, a lot, you know the Pete was lit from what I saw on ESPN um, it was, the student section was going nuts uh, you know you have Coach Cable which is a disciple of Coach K Yeah. Um, going against each other and, and Coach K has this record against disciples That's like astronomical Like he coached for me He's part of my coaching tree, and I'm going to whoop his ass. Well, that's why they call him a disciple. Man. <laughs> you know. No one ever talks about that time
0: St. Peter walked on the water. Right? right? Uh. That's why you're exactly. the disciple.
1: Uh, in other college basketball news, WVU had a good win over number nine Kansas on Saturday. About um, time. But then they. Uh, yeah, but Seriously, then, it's about time. Like It is.
0: For a signature win in, in the conference, Like they've been getting their asses kicked. Yeah. In, and in and then they stumbled year.
1: against unranked Baylor last night. Um and they didn't just stumble they got blown the fuck out. Well, um, it's just not a lot of good season for Mountaineers this year. Guess not. Um, guess not. Uh, you know, and and seeing Huggy Bear on his on the sidelines wearing his little fucking jumpsuit and shit, <laughs> you know, uh, well, sweat sweater with a collared
0: shirt underneath.
1: Yeah, if he wears that, he, yeah, you know, he's usually there in like a fucking windbreaker, but whatever. I mean, he looks like he's about ready to rip that shit off and go to play himself, except... Yeah, he can't. He's bigger than me. You know, <laughs> it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, he's, uh... I, I, he's the only coach that really, like, pisses me off. Not just because he's from West Virginia, but even when he was with Cincinnati, <laughs> you know, and Louisville. Like... It, no,
0: he wasn't with Louisville. He went from Cincinnati to K-State. Oh yeah, and, was then, right. and then he kind of just bailed on K State because his yeah his alma mater job came open.
1: Yeah, it, 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 wear a fucking suit in the sidelines like everybody else. Yeah, Bobby Knight doesn't wear a suit. Or Bobby he... Knight wore the censored colored shirt under the sweater. He had his had... fine. His
0: his gear's fine.
1: Yeah, fuck Huggins.
0: <laughs> Seriously, you're sitting here. You, you talk. You like talking about Rick Pitino and how Pitt should hire Rick Pitino, but you got a problem with Bob Huggins.
1: Yeah. All right. Honestly, I I, I would have thought, it, you know, any college out there right now looking for a coach, figure out what kind of bullshit like, Rick Pitino is actually looking at suspension-wise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Don't just know. <laughs> we like Cable. We're fine. I, I'm not saying Cable was a bad hire. I would have liked to see him see what kind of shit Rick Pitino had going on and be like, hey. All right, someone so else to...
0: someone else more desperate will have a vacancy sooner than Pitt. If if they really want to bring back Rick Pitino. and they'd have to show cause why they need to hire him. True. And what are they gonna say? Like, we suck. <laughs> there aren't any other coaches who can fix that. Rick Petino's the only guy. It's true. Um we got a warehouse full of Adidas gear that we don't know what to do with. I mean, <laughs> like, what cause could you possibly show?
1: Oh man, but Rick Pitino in that white fucking pinstripe suit, with a fucking red shirt and a red tie. Come on. Oh That's man, awesome. You mean Al Pacino from uh, Devil's Advocate, right? Uh, so Just make about him to... your coach. So, so hire McConaughey.
0: Did you see that?
1: <laughs> hire McConaughey. Did
0: you see him? He was at the Texas game on like Saturday he, he with was. that like orange leisure suit so hideous he's such a goofball man all right all right all right walking around like seriously like how do you get how do you get down there like he's got no business being on the sideline from texas so is freaking george bush he wasn't down there (laughs) i mean like you gotta have like i'm i'm from pittsburgh I i was born in oakland i don't get to go fucking hang out on the sideline at the pit game do I
1: I mean Jay Z's not from here but he gets to go hang out the sideline. no he was not games. he
0: wasn't on the bench he was in a seat he was in a seat he was next to, in to the, the bench. expensive seats next to the bench right but like someone else could have got that seat there's for the a, right for the right price that was...
1: there was the picture on Twitter with him with uh fucking Kenny Pickett I know you know Kenny Pickett hanging out with and like you know you know, shaking Jay Z's hand with his arm I'm like I'd do that did Jeff did. George
0: Jr. get to shake his hand
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man.
0: I think he deserves a chance. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> all right. Maybe someone could transfer in and shake his hand. So how about uh, Duquesne Dukes, man? Uh, they find themselves third in the Atlantic Ten. Uh, they have number one team in the co- uh, in the conference uh, coming in this uh, to play uh, at St. Louis. Uh, it's tomorrow night. So this this is that'll a, be on TV somewhere. Th- th- it'll probably be on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Um, you can probably find a game on ESPN plus, uh, every Dukes game has either been
0: on plus or, oh yeah. um, NBC sports network. Yeah, it this, has been this year, this year. So I've, uh, I've seen a lot of Dukes games and yeah,
1: the Dukes, I mean, my favorite, my favorite the, the, image the, the, so far this, from this is a swing game for them. Yeah, this is big. The, the, this could put them into, uh, this could put them into one, uh, land them in two or keep them in three. Uh, if they beat, uh. St. Louis. I was looking at the the records, it's it's a swing game. It definitely is a swing yeah. game. Uh, Bobby Mo, uh, you know our friends over at Robert Morris, their was basketball team. Uh, they're leading the uh, Northeast Conference. Uh, they have the next three games at home with Sacred Heart, Wagner, and Saint Francis of PA coming into town. Uh, Bobby Moe, they're playing. Are they playing at the arena? Well, they're. they're I yeah. think they are. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing at the. Uh, uh, uh the ppg paints arena while their uh center is being renovated mm-hmm. so i bet you you could probably get into that game for like five dollars oh yeah i mean and, and no bobby moe game at the arena for five bucks probably it's a
0: small school it's a big arena
1: yeah small school big arena i mean do the math <laughs> you don't need me to explain it to you you can figure it <laughs> not out at all not at all um what do you got? Anything on top that you, you got pulled up, came into your phone last minute?
0: Um, I mean, I've been watching some tennis. been watching the Australian Open. Uh, I watched Serena Williams blow four match points tonight.
1: Didn't she have a bucked up ankle or some shit?
0: They kept showing her foot on the broadcast, but her opponent looked kind of gimpy as well. Um, I mean, Serena had it where she wanted it.
1: And it just, it didn't work out. Serena dropped final six games, squanders of four match points Mm. and a three-set loss to number seven uh, Carolina Piscoff in Australian Open quarterfinals. Yeah.
0: So, so if Serena had won, it would have set up a match, a rematch with uh, Naomi Osaka, who who was the player who beat Serena in the U.S. Open, but they had that, you know, remember she had that meltdown? About, uh, the, about yeah. you know, she was accused of receiving coaching from her box and yep. she yelled at the official and kind of, kind of like took away from, you know, the actual like moment of the person who actually won the tournament. Um, so I was kind of, I was kind of pulling for that rematch, but now it's going to be uh, Plushkova versus Osaka um, in that, in that, and then like, it's, it's actually going on right now. There's a, there's a men's match that's uh, in the fourth set right now and we're recording very late um it's actually like uh wednesday morning now um but yeah like there's there's a, a men's match at 3 30 in the morning um i i really enjoyed the um the american he lost to nadal last night but in his previous match he just dominated this dude and he he won a match at, at a major tournament on his 21st birthday and it just made me think back to what I was doing on my 21st birthday. Um, Getting
1: drunk on the South Side.
0: I was, not, I was in Meadville, so not the South Side. Um, <laughs> I, I was celebrating my birthday. I didn't play any tennis. Um, I did have to give a presentation in class the next morning about a book that I read. Um, but I did okay. Awesome. I just was standing up in front of a room full of people talking. You don't need to be sober
1: to do that. No, not at all. <laughs> You're good. Uh, but in the meantime, folks, uh, keep your eyes peeled uh, on Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook and Instagram. And Literally your Bold, eyes. And Bold Sports. You're going to get to see what we look like and on Sunday. And Bold Sports on Twitter. We are going to be doing our live second annual Super Bowl uh, Sunday podcast from Sorgatron Media and in Beachview with our friends from Fury Brewing. Bring in some great beers for us to try and to talk sports and to talk Super Bowl and Pittsburgh sports. We're going to have beer. a beer. F- Let's talk and, beer. And beer. We're going to talk some good beer. Um, we're going to do all that. the
0: research for you. So you'll have time to go, you know, stock up. Yeah, totally. We're, we're going to be good and good and loaded by like noon. That's, all right. So, uh, so we'll have all the, we'll have all the tasting I still notes. Cook.
1: I still cook. you can cook. I You're not gonna I, be loaded. I loaded. can cook drunk, but yeah, not
0: like drunk, you know. Just yeah. just like a, you know, a little little brunch, little little brunch buzz, yeah,
1: little brunch buzz. But no, we got that going on. Actually, we'll probably have another recording before Super Bowl. So, yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah, we'll have another recording oh, before Super stupid,
0: Bowl. That's stupid. Extra week between the championship. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Next week's Pro, Pro Bowl. Th-
1: th- this weekend's Pro Bowl. Whatever. Fuck it. It's Pro we
0: usually go out for my brother's birthday <laughs> on Pro Bowl Sunday. So we're we're always at we're always at some restaurant. There's usually TVs and nobody's watching the pro bowl,
1: but it's on, right on. All right folks, have a great sports week. Enjoy it. We'll be back with a new episode next week and then the live episode Super Bowl Sunday at Sovereign Media Studios in Beachview. Yep. Take it easy. We'll see you then. Bye. Hey, Ian, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacey on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.